I am in this camera, boy. I cannot. A lot Close. of camera going on. <laughs> Pull out. Push in. None of that sounded good. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's a lot of camera. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Yo, what's up, Kev? What's going on, man? I wish we had like a one of those night vision effects. You look like one of those old MTV reality shows where they put somebody in a dark haunted house or whatever, all up in the camera, the GoPro right. on the helmet. On straight up, I'm like, yeah, I'm taking up the whole window in this joint. BTSN is like, back up a little bit, fam. It's funny thing is I tried to like push the computer back. I guess that might work, mm -hmm. but then I'm not gonna be able to see. That's the that's the thing. Then my blindness kicks in, right? So. Oh man. Well, <laughs> I think we should really get into this because um, we're on a clock here, clearly. Because since you just had some Taco Bell. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Things <laughs> things need tasks need to be completed if you, at a rapid if clip. You, uh, if you notice that I checked out for a couple minutes, just know <laughs> a little warning. Kevin ends the show. <laughs> All right, thank you all for tuning in. Trek is gone. Oh, <laughs> um, no bueno, no bueno. Hey, buddy, with mas. <laughs> that is that's quite a statement for Taco Bell. Like that's that's real advertising. Right? <laughs> you, um, you're doing the mas. <laughs> legit. Um, yeah. yo, real quick shout out, man, because um, I tell a lot of jokes about Philly, man, but I I really like Philly as a sports city, so I'm pretty happy for them to uh have yeah. the Eagles in the Super Bowl, in spite of all the all the you know, and it's it's weird because as great of a sports city as they are, and others and other things, right, like uh, you know, just culture and arts and people that have shaped our time. It's just so weird that they're still that the Rocky statue is their like definitive. It, that's what weirds <laughs> me out. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, but you know, Rocky statue withstanding. Um, congrats to Philly, man. Was, it's big. Yeah, I was waiting for Fizz to. I was waiting for Fizz to tell me that I jinxed it for San Francisco by claiming by seeming to present that I represent San Francisco. <laughs> You must have forgotten. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. They were fighting before the game even started. That was great. Yeah. Was fantastic. Right? It's just... <laughs> it's just scrapping. Let's just go, right? <laughs> what are we waiting for? <laughs> Football is wild, man. Um, that was kind of one of the couple of, like, pregame things I wanted to get into. Because football is crazy. And you have to be a crazy person to play football. I think football, boxing, hockey, and probably rugby. I've, I've never really watched rugby. Like you have to be an insane person to like want to do that. I'm sorry, but that's that's just especially yeah, especially at that level. Like you know, because I happened to turn it on yesterday. You know, I don't watch any football, but I I happened to turn it on because I was just like, ah, well, you know, it's not like I got to watch. You know, feel like I have to watch 18 games on Sunday or whatever. You know. Yeah. So I turned it on before the, and I just happened to turn the TV on right before they got going. Um, and so the kids sits down and watches it with me. And then, you know, we're looking at, um, 
God, I can't remember, you know, I, I'm not going to be able to name the player, but, um, you know, like one of the, one of the running backs, relatively small compared to the, um, the rest of the, you know, like offensive line. Yeah. And I point to him and I told my daughter, I was like, you see that guy right there? He's probably bigger than any human being you've ever met in your life. Now look at the, everybody around him. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. These dudes are like, the linemen are like, Six five, three hundred and seventy pounds, and they run like a four. <laughs> like Dude. run, it's like being chased by like a hippo. Like you don't think that it's supposed to be that fast, but then it's like, whoa, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> like whenever you're around somebody like that, you just have to legit be scared that they may trip and fall on you, Dude, and it's over. I'm just saying, it's done. I'm, it's it, it hit you harder. Hit you harder than Taco Bell for real. Yeah. That is that's that's living moss. Um, yeah, it's always funny. I, I remember uh, emceeing in my younger days. Not doesn't happen so much now that I'm older and I'm emceeing because I'm not emceeing in Hollywood anymore. But um, you know, occasional pro football player or multiple football players would come through to a mm -hmm. club I was working, and the bouncers were just like, "All right, if anything happens, <laughs> you guys are unprotected. There's nothing we can do." You know. Usually the right. bouncers are the biggest human beings in the area. But once the football players walked through, it was like NFL football players. I mean, even college ones. Like if Georgia – if football players from Georgia walked through, those are giants. Those are actual giants. And the bouncers used to be like – Yeah. But yeah, but I don't think you probably ever felt in jeopardy or anything. Other than them, you know, tripping and falling no. on you. But like they don't, they don't mess with – I mean – People, you know, celebrities don't mess with the DJ like that, man. It's not like, you know, like football players are not going to mess mess around. It's not like, they're, they're not like Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> I, I, I can tell you a story about being in Boston with a, with a, with a, uh, one of the homies from the Patriots. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I mean, but one. even if they give you a hard time, they didn't give they didn't give you like a hundred dollar handshake or anything no, like no, that. No, I, I mean, I wasn't the one that was in the issue. Matter of fact, I I didn't even know what was going on until after, and was like, "Whoa, that was about to happen!" Like, yo, that would have been crazy. <laughs> I'm like a part of your entourage. I'm the one that was gonna get beat up, basically. So, I'm I'm about to get crushed, and the rest of y'all are gonna fight. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> I just it would just turn into a Monty Python skit for me. <laughs> Run away! I'm like looking around. <laughs> uh, yo, it's 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 not even funny now to think of how oblivious I was to anything that was happening in clubs until after it happened. Oh yeah. So if you were ever anywhere with, I had no idea what was going on until after the whole thing took place, and then it was like, oh, there was a fight. <laughs> People were like, yes, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Like oh, not bad. Yes, uh, you, <laughs> Did we get him? Like I don't know. You, you have somebody watching over you, bro. <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> Apparently we all do because we all used to miss these things by like that much. <laughs> um, all right, Kev, man, you ready to get to the other side? We got a lot. We got some stuff to talk about. All right, something's good. Oh my man, stomach! I my stomach just amazing. made a funny stick around. A funny sound. It's like my stomach has sim sympathy pains. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thought of the Taco Bell. We gonna get. I'm gonna take a bite. Then uh, after, so let, let's let's get to the other side so I can take a bite between the breaks. So let's do it. Yeah, let's go. Taco Bell, ready? <laughs> let's go. Rap sucks. Radio. Black. 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 What up, y'all? You were live on <laughs> Rap Sucks Radio with your homeboy track life and your fam comes Dakota. Make sure to place your order on the Taco Bell app and use podcast promo code BUBBLEGUTS. <laughs> Yo, we'd like to thank y'all for tuning in, man. We appreciate each and every one of y'all. If you'd like to catch past episodes of this show, you can go to RapSucksRadio.com or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Or you can watch us on your TV. BTSN Behind the Scenes Network. Download the app or channel on your Roku or any of your Amazon Fire devices. We are right there with plenty of other dope content. BTSN Behind the Scenes Network. We want in. Check us out on social media, man. Rap Six Radio on Instagram and um, RSR Podcast on Facebook. <laughs> Took me a second. Yeah. I had to catch it. One sec. I was like, where are we at again? I was confusing us with that other show. It's all right. Everyone knows. They're still around. Sure. They were on like their third episode. Killing it. Murdering it. Bodying it. You know what All they right. don't have? They don't What's have a Taco Bell sponsorship. They, they don't. don't a, they don't. They're not it's... running for the border. <laughs> I wonder if the border means the bathroom. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what, what, like in Spanish? <clears throat> no, in their interpretation. <laughs> well, they have a whole different Spanish. Wait a minute. Hold on. It's like the revenge of Taco Bell. Hold ta- on. Ta- ta- <laughs> yeah. Taco Bell has like drink 99, 99 cent store Spanish. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get this started. Episode title is not as fun as when Kev writes them. Oh. Is rap better when it's fun or serious? We're going to get to that in topic two. Let's get it started with topic one. <clears throat> the future is here. Say goodbye, humans. <laughs> the reason for this is ChatGPT has gone mainstream. AI is in the building. The source here is actually not the Yorkshire Post. It's uh, another one because the Yorkshire Post had a paywall. So, But go there if you want. <laughs> Players involved are them bots. Them bots. Megan. Check it out. <laughs> Straight Megan. <laughs> ChatGPT is a highly popular AI-based program that people use for generating dialogues. The chatbot has a language-based model that the developer fine-tunes for human interaction in a conversational manner. It's a simulated chatbot primarily designed for customer service. People to use people use it for various other purposes, though. What is it? All right, Kev, let's let's get into some tech talk. All right, do it. Tech talk. Tech, 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 tech. Tech, tech. <laughs> I wanted, I got to Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I got to think of a tech lyric, you know? King Tech. John Wayne couldn't withstand the reign of the tech. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. If you're new to this chat GPT thing, um, I'm going to explain it to you guys really quickly. So chat GPT is an AI chatbot, auto, chatbot auto-generated system created by OpenAI for online customer care. That's what it's for generally. 
it is a pre-trained generative chat, which makes use of natural language processing. The source of its data is textbooks, websites, and various articles, which it uses to model its own language for responding to human interaction. The chatbot system provides information and, respond and responses to inquiries through AI. The popular version of the chat GPT is the GPT-3 model. <clears throat> the main feature here, Kev, is generating responses like those humans would provide in a textbook. Therefore, it is suitable for chatbots, AI system conversations, and virtual assistants. It also can also give natural answers to questions in a conversational tone and can generate stories and poems. Moreover, ChatGPT chat can write a code, write an article, translate, debug, write a story and poem. Kev. All right. Are you familiar with this? Somewhat. Somewhat. Right. Everything you just said to me uh, uh, makes complete sense. Okay. So have you used it? <laughs> no, I haven't. No. I haven't. I have no idea how it works. All I know is that when it finally gets adopted widely by customer service professionals, I'm so I'm sure they'll still find a way to put you on hold for 20, 30 minutes. It's going beyond. <laughs> Shut up. God. Isn't that, isn't that what isn't that what Southwest Airlines was using over Christmas? <laughs> they have to be. They had to be. <laughs> no, they, it might have been better. Poor customer service people for that company. Um, all right. So I've used it. I'm going to bounce pass this back to you. But this is the thing. <laughs> you have. Oh, you have used it. I have. I have. And I don't I don't use the app or the, the – I actually use the back end, the GPT-3 protocol, which is not anything super special. It's just mm. instead of using the app or, you know, it's sure. – which is almost always down. Check you of, out. Check you out. Check out G GPT young boy over here. GPT young boy, fam. Old boy. Old man. GPT old man. Um, <laughs> GPT gang in the house. <laughs> so, because my coworkers might listen to this, I'm not going to explain some of the things I was able to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> and it, this is all work related, not like anything insidious or gross. It's just work related stuff. Like, all right. I need some help here. And I'm like, yeah, bring it on. Bring on this AI. Like, let's go right now. You know what I mean? Because one of the, I'll give you an example. The funny thing I did today was I said, all right, write a rap about a strained relationship between a man and woman in the style of rapper Trek Life. And it okay. wrote a rap. Right, and I read it, and I was like, mm, "All right, maybe I'm I'm a little more cleverly wording than that." Then I actually changed the rapper three or four times, mm. and the rhymes came out different. Like the raps actually did come out. Mm -hmm. the The premise was the same, but the raps, the the verses were actually different. And I was like, "Yo, all right." Did you try? Did you try and put in Carl Thomas? I should have. I should have. <laughs> it. I'm not saying that the raps were super dope either. I'm saying if I was struggling to come up with another line, mm -hmm. I, I heard Will I Am on uh, KNX 1070. How old am I right now? Mm. KNX 1070, <laughs> by the way. Uh, talking about how it's the future. Will Will finally Will 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 One X finally cracking into AM radio? <laughs> it's the pinnacle. Just sounding as as goofy as ever, by the way, but. <laughs> he was saying, yo, 
sometimes you kind of need some inspiration or need a line and you're trying to think and you know people are you know you're in the moment and you just need it like you need to, mm-hmm. to just get on to the next step and he's like you know you can use it for that and i'm like mm, no you can't and then i use it i was like oh you can you actually <laughs> can so i, I don't want to go on um pontificating about this but there is there are quite a few uses for this kev so now that you kind of have an idea of what your mm-hmm. uh lesser educated friend has used it for what what do you think about the idea of ai you know kind of stepping in, like taking its its kind of first steps into the forefront of of daily usage I mean, I think it's fantastic. I love it. I want all my raps to be written by ChatGPT. <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't have told you that. If I drop an episode, <laughs> you'd be like, who wrote this? Ghost writing. <laughs> I, but I would just be feeding it complete nonsense all day. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Please write a hardcore gangster rap with a West Coast influence in the style of Fleetwood Mac. And just <laughs> <laughs> just call it Fleetwood Mac Ten. Fleetwood Mac Ten. Yo, you're stupid. Here's the killer. <laughs> it made you happy, though. You enjoyed the, well, the the process. It helped me work. Outside okay. of the raps, it, it actually did help quite a bit with work, which is kind of scary because I'm like, okay, a couple more twists and turns and this thing could actually do my job. But <laughs> right now, the interesting thing that's happening is, of course, college students are using it. Right. Like you, you can ask this thing to, you know, act as a – one of the way protocols you're supposed to use – I wonder how boring this show is right now. One of the protocols you're supposed to use – is act as a so you would say you know act as a uh professor or, or act you know act as a college student and write a five page uh term paper on Martin Luther King okay. and that that joint to write it mm-hmm. you know what I mean you got to keep pressing enter yeah. so because of the the you know uh character limits but it'll keep going mm. until that joint is done and you just basically become an editor. So they've already caught a couple students doing this or, or, or you know, colleges want to ban its usage. But the question is how? How do you ban the usage of something that somebody can just log into and use any given day? Yeah, I mean, I, I've definitely seen some of um, the people who, you know, I follow on social media who, who teach courses or, you know, full-fledged professors as well who, like, were basically like, yeah, it's coming. It's there's, and I can't see the like. Basically, yeah. one dude was like, "I can't see a whole lot we can do to stop it." Like, we're gonna have to work harder mm-hmm. to come up with the um, the prompt that'll sort of work around, you know, the 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 possible possibility of cheating using it. So I guess that I mean that's interesting. I guess is it gonna elevate everybody's thinking level of thinking? Like, does asking a better question yield a better educational experience? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, for at the university level, you know, maybe maybe that's what it's a great thing. If you're at junior high, high school, <laughs> do teachers really have time to like, you know, 
get creative every hour of every day, it's, that might be a little bit tougher of a, of a sell. But um, I mean, you know, we already have tools. Just think about how much easier Google and Wikipedia have made things, just at least as a starting point, right? Sure. I was tripping out today just, sure. just on the... And it's something that I didn't really have to think about too much when I, when I was in New York. But moving back here and then just the idea of, of having a fairly safe idea of how long it was going to take you to drive through downtown LA or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's a, that's a game changer. You know what I mean? It's a whole different move. Yeah. Because now you can't, Absolutely. you know, it's not like you could say like, oh, I got stuck in traffic. It's like, ah, I just, I saw how it was going to, long it was going to take and I was already late. And I realized I didn't care about seeing you on time, and here we are. <laughs> and this is what happens. Yeah, this is how we live our lives. Yeah, I want to say that you're on to something here. I feel like this is possibly, because you know they have AI art, um, another kind of video editing program I'm going to try. I actually signed up for it, so I'm going to, uh, video and audio editing, so I'm going to try that. Mm. Um over the next couple weeks maybe one of the episodes i'll try it like yo let's see what happens um i believe it actually has like a mix and mastering setting as well so we'll yeah, there's, see if I, I was that's what i was going to bring up is a lot of the audio tools that use um you know algorithms basically sort of i mean at this point somewhat rudimentary in terms of the a, the the artificial intelligence um mm -hmm. that you know everything from analyzing a, a frequency spectrum and, and assigning EQs and, and, you know, based on a descriptor that you give it, like, I want, I want my mix to be bass heavy right. and unique, right. or I want my, you know, I want my final mix to be bright and wide in the stereo field. Like all those things are things that you can do now and it, and it works and it just makes things a lot easier. It still doesn't mean that a great mastering engineer isn't going to make your stuff sound better, but someone at home can, can kind of do that as well as all the other things that are going to come along, you know, like stems just came out on Serato to be able to mm -hmm. separate out and unlock some yep. additional creative potential. That is amazing to me. Yeah, it's awesome. And, and I've used a couple tools like, um, there are some drum, drum programs that are like, it's not so much the creating a drum pattern, but, knowing what you want the pattern to be and then just being able to quickly s scroll through every single kick that you have or every single snare you have so that the combination in that rhythm pattern that you've created for that song sounds better than the, right. you know, the four snares you always use on every single song. You know what I mean? Like that kind <laughs> right. of thing is like as a, as a sketch pad is, is pretty, pretty remarkable. Too bad I don't make yeah. beats anymore, but... <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking to myself, what a time to be alive. If I'm, and and you you mentioned, I think the the best part in what you said is as, as a sketchpad. The 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 foundation of, and I'm terrible at mixing and equally terrible at mastering things. So that's just the nature of my existence at this point. But there are some foundational things, some EQ things that that. I think that if half of that work is done, then a then a great master, a great engineer, a great mastering technician will be able to say, okay, I don't have to spend an hour and a half doing this initial thing. Um, and I know people say like templates can take care of that, but this is song by song, you know, 
um, style of music by style of music. I mean, I I think that it is going to be a massive improvement. Is it scary? Yes. It's pretty damn scary. Uh, a lot of people are worried about, you know, whether AI is going to be like, mm, you know what? Now we actually don't need you. And then there's that. But I don't know. We might be a long way from that. I think we've gone through, I think we've gone through periods of being, you know, the introduction of new technologies like this throughout our lives, our parents' lives. Like my dad, you know, was, isn't, was an engineer, um, retired now, but I remember he brought home, you know, like a scientific calculator at some point. Mm-hmm. And it was a big deal. <laughs> I asked him the other day, I was like, do you remember how much that thing cost? He was like, probably a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. I was like, for yeah. something you can do on your, you know, like on my kid's little fake smartwatch, she could probably do <laughs> more intense calculation than he could do on that scientific calculator. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. in, in, you know, so from the printing press to, to now, it's like always, oh, you know, something's going to get lost in the sauce or whatever. But I guess it's just going to end up being, you know, what are you going to do with it? Yeah. If everyone's got the same access to the same tools, the the people who will emerge are going to be the people who can do something unique with it. Right. That said, that's not to gloss over the fact that there are still a significant number of people who, don't, who will not have access to some of these tools. Um, but that's changing a little bit as well, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. My hope is that um, it provides equity, right? Um, and that, and that to me, that's a difficult thing, but difficult conversation, but, um, yeah, I, I, I advise everyone to check it out, you know, just take a look. Right. Um, yeah, I mean the day, the day's not that far off that, that like you're going to drive through the, the drive through a Taco Bell. It's going to scan your, your colon, see that you had your fiber that morning and just, just back out of a t-shirt can and just fire you some chalupas <laughs> right into your car you don't even have to do nothing you don't even have to slow down man it's, gonna it's just gonna you, know what you need it's just gonna tell you yeah. the time if you eat this now by you know within an hour and a half we'll see you later right <laughs> take this toilet paper right too. exactly take this toilet paper and i guess your laptop <laughs> if you're <laughs> do some catching up on ai we'll be taking over your world soon <laughs> All right, man. Um, we did mention music. I think uh, we kind of missed our segue point, but I do want to get into the heavy topic. It was a topic on my mind. Um, Kev, I'm just going to ask this question, and then we can discuss it, okay? Mm-hmm. Or make this statement. I think the 90s carryover may have taken the fun out of rap. Hmm. Okay. What is '90s carryover? So, all right, now you now here's here's where we get to this. All right, <clears throat> let me present this for you. Okay, I was listening to some recent albums, and it seems like we spent more time complaining about the industry than entertaining the people. So, listen, I think what happened in the late '90s. Okay, let's let's pattern this into somewhat of thirds using '89, '88. There was. A public enemy level, uh, using public enemy as the level where there was a seriousness, then there was I can't do nothing for you, man, and the balance of being able to make you dance and think at the same time, and right, um, and then albums fell within that range. Some were only dance and have fun. Some were only serious. You know, you had you know Paris, but the devil made me do it. 
records like that that we still danced to actually, but they were they were serious records, right? Uh, early '90s house party things of that nature, uh, kid and play. Then you get to the golden era '93 where they were able to mix in this this um, high level classic production with raw lyrics and and some of those songs were so raw that we enjoyed ourselves to them right like it was like we were actually mm -hmm. people nowadays i know this is a little later in the era but people will dance to annie up which is kind of crazy to me because it's a whole song about robbing people and we're like yeah <laughs> go you know it turns people up right last third of the 90s was a complaining about the industry era for me. I okay. feel like 96 to 2000 and beyond, we were complaining, rappers were complaining. I'm not talking about DJs. I'm not talking about MCs. I'm not talking about anyone else. I'm talking very specifically about rappers. I think we spent at least a third to a half of every record complaining about what we were doing. <laughs> Honestly, am I wrong about that? I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of some examples. Like, but I believe you. One of the records, sorry, sorry, Fizz. I remember the day I had to turn Stakes as High off. I loved that record, but I was uh, like, okay. <sighs> We're getting to a point. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Is, is, is that because of the timing of... Because that's the one thing that we went through that the generation before us did not go through and the gener and future generations, any generation after us will not grow through was this period in which rappers that, that um, the first rappers, as well as the rappers that we really were peers with, you know, age wise mm -hmm. in terms of the, you know, golden era rappers, um, they were maturing into as the business matured. Sure, absolutely. You know what I mean? Meaning that that there was the the time of of you know the treacherous three and so forth, where it was just beef. This was a it was like hip hop was a toddler yeah. almost. You yeah. know, mm -hmm. like there was so much about it that was new and unknown, and there was not as much of a connection between the art and the business that would even have have. Um, there was certainly a lot of shady business that was going on, but it wasn't an institutionalized thing as much as as we were in the middle of it, in the thick of it, that business was being solidified. So I can see coming out of the 90s that there were artists, especially the Delas of the world, who were among that foref at the forefront of that era, if not slightly before, you know, on the leading edge of it, um, were already had already gone through some of those pitfalls to be able to say like, you know, to have a different perspective on the business side of things or to have a perspective on the business side of things and sometimes to that and oftentimes for that to be a negative um, experience for it to come out on, on a record, especially when it's a record that you're doing for somebody that, that whose business you, uh, practices you don't sure. respect. You sure. know what I mean? I, but, I'm inclined but, to agree with that, but I think the step a step beyond that is... Why does the audience care? You know what I mean? 
Well, that's the, that's the balance, right? I mean, like you said, you you had to turn the record off. I'm sure you weren't I the mean, only one. I didn't care. I had to turn. I didn't. I care had to turn the all. price I paid record off, like my own record. Like, all right, what what were you mm. going through at this? Like, the whole record. And it's almost like there's a, time, a point where I want to like apologize to anybody who listened to my records. Like, yo, I don't know why I gave y'all four to six songs of like fussing about my job because i think about it now right I, I think about the people that i've met at my shows over the years you know was, i mean these are like anything from attorneys to actors to tree trimmers to you know office work people who have different difficult jobs i, I don't know why i would want to turn on a record of another person complaining about their 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 experience at their career when i'm I'm dealing with my own, so I, I've always kind of, I've always kind of thought about that, right? Like a person gets off of work. It's Friday, you know what I mean? Um, us hip hop heads are screaming, "You gotta listen to more real music stuff that's thought provoking and deep, fam." And da da da. It's like, man, I'm a customer service rep, dog. I just got yelled at for an hour by some dude from Alabama about a lawnmower that wasn't delivered on time. I don't really care about a whole. This is one that that lady exact, stole, right? Yeah, they stole the sign. Like I, I don't really care about your raps about Marcus Garvey right now. I kind of just want to turn up, like you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> like, I don't even, I don't even, whatever, right? I, I think about that Sunday, you know, for a couple minutes, but for now, <laughs> I don't understand. And and this this actually came from listening to some more recent records, um, which I'm not going to speak to those records because, you know, I don't want to I don't want to put anybody's record on blast, you know, current right. De La Soul doesn't care about my opinion, but, um, yeah, man, I'm I'm like yo, what I get from the record is like you wouldn't want to do this. If you didn't have to. And if I'm a listener, I'm like, okay, well then don't do it. What what about this? Is, who's forcing you to make these records, fam? Just make them and leave it at that. But the, the whole idea that this is so difficult, I mean, it's not difficult for, for me. Maybe maybe this this subject is actually more of a statement than a subject, but but I guess I'm I'm trying to bounce this off <laughs> of the audience and yourself just saying, like, what about these records? After it's it's 2023, we've been making these re- those same records, right? F- since like '94. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you're talking about people roughly our age. You're not talking about so new, that's I think young, that's what I'm getting at, Kev. I think the young the young era. I, I made a statement again. We talked about it a couple of weeks. I made a statement on Facebook. The rap was ruined, right? And people immediately thought that I was I was smashing on the younger generation. But I'm the younger generation is working with what we left them. So what I'm saying is we're the ones that ruined it, not they're ruining it now. We're the ones that that it was this this I thought more of an amazing trajectory. It was dropped off to us by, you know, Chuck D and and Run DMC and all of the all of the earlier greats kind of dropped it off and then organized confusion and 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 freestyle fellowship and you know I don't know Souls Farside all of them picked it up Gangstar ran with it 
even further tribe, of course, you know, I can go on and on with the names, right? And then then it took a, a different direction, right? Like you got you had your 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 uh your slum villages and your little brothers and the art of rap. The art of rap was on this this kind of really massive incline where there there were master classes. If you go back, me and my, my oldest daughter, I tell her one of the greatest rap verses you'll ever hear is Fonte's verse on whatever you say. Because you honestly didn't even realize mm. that he wasn't rhyming until he mentioned it. And you was like, yo. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. There was a point between the golden era and the jiggy era, whatever, where we were hearing, and we still have heard great raps. I'm, trust me, I'm not saying that people aren't dope right now. People are very dope right now. Um, but there was there was this point where where I feel like if us as old heads would have been more nurturing with the the art of it and kind of less jaded about it, I feel like the younger generation who seems so like fervent and active and desiring to want to be dope now would have had more to work with. I don't think we left them as much as as the generations before us left us. Does that make sense or no? What do you mean? We gave them we gave them <laughs> chat GPT to write all their raps. <laughs> what you talking about? That's true too. <laughs> I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like good art is a, is a, either a reflection or a reaction to whatever's going on around you, right? And there are different ways to do that. It can be a violent reaction. It can be an angry reaction. Um, it can be a, you know, contemplative reflection of just, you know, Marvin right. Gaye, what's going on? You know, mercy, mercy me, right? Like a, um, but great art will always, regardless of the genre, spark that emotion or that feeling or that, you know, at least take you into the mind of that artist in a way that you can't just do, um, not just anybody right. can do, right? Um, so I don't know if I take, you know, it's, it, as far as the subject matter, it's like, I generally don't, one, I, I don't listen to rappers. Um, they don't, you know, they don't impress me. Um, I could honestly, yeah, I could, you know, I I couldn't tell you the subject matter of a lot of songs that I would probably rock to a lot when I was younger, um, save for for a few. But there's a lot of complaint. There's always going to be complaining. We complain. We're that's what we do. The, the as humans. era doesn't have as many complainy raps or songs as the hip hop era. Like we, in in essence. I feel rappers make me feel like outside of Will I Am, um, even Drake. Like sometimes I'll just catch a Drake song and be like, "Damn, though, you sound like you are not enjoying this at all." <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it just doesn't sound fun. It sounds like, all right, well, <laughs> I mean, Chuck D for what it's worth was talking about the evils of the world and how they affect the like running. It still sounded like he was actually enjoying himself through the whole thing. Like, damn, you having fun? We, mm. You know what I'm saying? Black Steel and the Hour of Chaos sounded more fun than when 
Well, when Drake was making fun of Megan the Stallion, he well, sounded so like he was having there's a the ball. line, though, right? There's that goofy line that one would cross, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, goofy falls in different categories, right? Like, you have the game, who's just kind of more of 50% goofy, 50%. Wow, that's actually a good verse, right? Um, and then you have, you mm-hmm. know, Drake, who's who's probably 10% goofy, 90%. I wonder who wrote that verse, right? Um, <laughs> or really, you know, I'm using mainstream rappers in this one, you know. Uh, what's dude's name? I can't remember dude's name right now. Uh, but you know, there's a, you know. Well, hold on. But what about like a I, black thought where he definitely talked about the business, but he always sounds like he's having I don't think so, a blast. But just but, being in front of a mic. We talk about Black Thought. He sounds like he's impressing himself as he's impressing me. That's what I like about Black Thought. And I can't listen to it all day long because I will get exhausted. I will get exhausted listening to Black Thought rap. You know, just a day of Black Thought raps will just crush my entire psyche. In a positive way. Don't don't get me wrong, but it will be just crushing. But... um, while I'm doing it, I'm like, wow, he's he sounds really impressed that I'm impressed with him. Black Thought and is that's <laughs> Black Thought is in such command of the craft that that it's almost like I don't even know if we could use him in this example. Like he he's just in complete and total command of what he's doing the entire time. And and as an MC um that I would say, me personally, MCs pretty well. Like I kind of know what I'm doing a little bit. Um, It's just amazing to hear somebody in such command. I don't think that there are a ton of people, you know, most deaf would be one of them, right? Um, AC alone, Micah nine, you know, Uh, but there are a lot of your favorite rappers that don't have that much command. So, but do I think, Do I think that Black Thought sounds like he's enjoying this experience of being a professional artist? A lot of times I don't. Mm. You know, I, didn't, like, there, I think there was a long period where I didn't think so. Like I, could, I feel like there was drama going on behind the scenes. I, I, and I'm speaking completely out of my ass. Like I, I'd sense that there was like tension, right? Yeah. Cause you're traveling with 14,000 people on, uh, on 20 different buses from city to city, <laughs> 389 days a year. Yeah. Like at some point that's going to probably start weighing on you. So, and I think some of that came across in some of the records where I was just like, ah, I'm good. But now yeah. I got to believe life is a lot better. Well, yeah, just you get your own life, not game. not yeah. hip hop life, but just life, right? And I can hear that. Sure. Like when he puts a record out now, I'm like, I hear it. I hear a difference. I don't know if there's there's a difference. I hear a difference. Maybe I'm in a different place in life. Maybe I'm more able to allow myself to be impressed. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was such bullshit. That last part, but the. Thing- <laughs> 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 um, I don't want to get into into too deep of specifics with 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 that. Um, I'll just say that you know Black Thought has complete command 
of the emotion and 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 um delivery of his his rhymes and I I think he's in a league all by a class all by himself. Um I think like Nas was like Nas is a a good example of what you're talking about. Like now Nas sounds like whatever man the world is a beautiful place. I'm in it. Like I'm good, you know? Jay sounds good. Mm-hmm. And, and and I guess I want to conclude my thought on this. My my part on this on this. Uh, uh any artist's job is to present how they feel when they feel how they feel, right? Um and whatever that feeling is, it's 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 for us to to just, you know, absorb and and that's about it. You know, I don't even know if a, having an opinion on it really matters as far as we're all going to have them. We're entitled to them. But as an artist, if you listen to Crown Heavy, I honestly, I'm being very honest here, not not defensive of, of any sort. I don't really care what you have to say about my records, period. I've never cared. It's never mattered. And it won't matter because I'm general, genuinely doing it from a, a place in my spirit that needs to express itself right um but i do recognize that it is entertainment right and i just i just i struggle with the idea that entertainment is like me telling you how hard it is to entertain you you know what i'm saying mm. that that's that's the whole thing like i, I don't know uh, you know uh, we could talk about the record. I mean, I you just offline, but thinking about offline, but but you also just literally named like four or five examples of people, three or four examples of people who are living right now who break the mold and don't fit into that category, which is all I need. There are two of them that unfortunately aren't with us anymore. Quite a few, in addition to that. But you know, if Biggie and Tupac were here. Not that I want to oh do that God, whole did, did thing, he? but I mean, like, what would they be rapping about right now? <sighs> God, they wouldn't I, be sounding like they were in in the nineties. Who knows? Who knows? You know what I'm saying? But but they would definitely be doing something. I would think be doing something unique, right? Like people get mad at Jay for rapping about all the money he has. What else is he going to rap about? He's got a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, There's... and you can't, we can't complain about what he's passed on to to you know th- those who came after him. Because he's passed on a lot. Sure. And he's also profiting off of some of their success as well. Absolutely. As well he should. Yeah. You know? I'm sure there are arguments that can be made in the margins there, but uh, on the margins. But, I mean, every genre has only but a few super super duper stars. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, Pro- what would Prodigy be rapping about right now? I don't think it would be the same stuff. I don't know. Rest in peace, Prodigy. Yeah, but I mean, it would be way all easier these now you know? for Prodigy to throw a TV at you. They're much lighter, they're flat, right? Back then, I was just trying yeah. to figure out how he was going to throw this heavy tube TVs that still remained in his era. That, but see, I had no, I had no notes on that though. I enjoyed that thoroughly because of you. Really have to be very, very angry at somebody to take a big tube television. <laughs> Because you know he had a big TV. He was already doing well enough to have Correct. a relatively big TV. He yeah. wasn't throwing a you know, 13-inch little no. Sony at you. He, had he to... was coming at you 
Yeah, it was like a 32-inch Trinitron. And it was, it was that that TV's coming for your ass. Yeah, it is. That TV is, yeah, that's yeah. no joke. And, and to throw a TV in that era with the, the things you had to unplug, right? You had to unplug the DVD player, um, unplug the television itself. Mm-hmm. If there were cable cable box attached, there was quite a bit he would have to do to throw that TV at you. Um, so I feel like he would have kept that going a couple of years because that's that's quite a strong. He might just he might have just been so angry he just pick it up just throw the whole thing at you. You get hit by the TV, then you get smacked in the in the nuts by the the NES that's just whipped around. <laughs> couple controllers to the sides of your head. I wonder. I wonder if we've gone off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kev. Oh, uh, I feel like there should be a part two to that conversation. I, I actually really am. I think we should do a game show where it's just old rappers throwing TVs at each other. <laughs> call up Chief Shot, man. Call up. Let's go. We got an idea. <laughs> uh, all right, yo. You know what it's time for, Kev? Oh, we, we're going to do this? Here we are. Now? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen. My favorite segment that we do here on Raps Looks Area. Second favorite segment, actually. I like I like Dan <sighs> Rachel a lot. Um, I introduce to you, Sakota Wands. All right, what do we do here? Well, well. <laughs> I say a title of an article to Kev, right? And we do basically the same thing we've been doing this entire show, except we call it the Sakota <laughs> One. That's basically how the segment works, right? Good That's a great explanation. Kev, Idaho man sets new fist bumps world record. <laughs> this is a monumental feat in the world of competitive fisting. <laughs> I don't think you understand what this man has done. <laughs> I can't even Doug Okay Okay let's just Throw a TV at you crazy Let's just end the show <laughs> Let's just end it Just so you know He he broke oh. the Guinness Book of World Records For the most alternating fist bumps In 30 seconds Oh yeah, he did. This is the dumbest thing you've ever shown. Me. Alternate fist bumps in thirty seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Guess who's gonna have a new statue in Philly? <laughs> what? <This guy. laughs> we in here? Take that and that. <laughs> wow. Right at the top of some memorial steps, like something important. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yo, check it out. Thank you for tuning in, man. This has been Rap Six Radio. I am your homeboy, Track Life. That right there, that dude is your fam, Kevin Sakota. Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate each and every one of y'all, man. Check out past episodes at rapsixradio.com. Check us out on social media, Rap Six Radio on Instagram, RSR Podcast on Facebook. New episodes every Tuesday. We out of here like last year in the count of three. We say peace. One, two, three. Peace. Peace. We out.